0: This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria.
1: Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, here we are together in Costa Mesa, California.
2: Yes, we are. And I love Southern California. I've spent three years here after my brother died as a way to heal, and it is a really healing, beautiful place. And here
1: we are at the Compassionate Friends National Conference. It is an amazing conference, isn't it?
2: It really is. It's, it, for those of you who haven't been, I would highly recommend that you do this because it, it, there's just something about being in a room with people that have been where you've been and not only survived but gone on to find hope again and thrive and It's really, really healing and
1: powerful. Now, just to clue you all in, if you're not uh, familiar with the Compassionate Friends, it's the largest uh, grief and loss organization in the world for people who have lost children, siblings, and grandchildren. And there are over 600 chapters in the United States. And it's just an absolutely healing and amazing organization. And, and Heidi, uh, we can talk about organizations and groups and healing and all sorts of things today, right? It's going to be, um, I'm just so pleased that we have the guests that we have on today.
2: Yes, yes, Mom. Um, if you'd like, I can introduce her.
1: Okay, why don't you do that?
2: <laughs> okay. Um, like you said, she's, her name is Reverend Judith Johnson, and I know, Mom, you, you found her on the Huffington Post. Because she does write a grief series for the Huffington Post. And she is a dynamic visionary and social change agent, helping to transform the fear based culture of death in America. She's also a non denominational minister and provides grief counseling and officiates at memorial services. Her passion was fueled by a nine year journey as primary caregiver to her mother. Welcome to the
1: show, Judith. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So you're up in Hudson, New York, right? Weinbeck. Oh, Rhinebeck. Okay. River Valley. We used to live in Briarcliff Manor in Chappaqua. Oh, wow. Yeah, Heidi lived there as a little kid. Beautiful Aww, up there. Beautiful, beautiful area. So now you're in up there, and uh, Heidi's in New York, and I am in San Francisco. And it's just the internet's amazing, and our guests are all over the world. Uh, we have people in England, and people in Africa, and people in uh, where else, Heidi? India. Just have people all over. It's an amazing thing. Like you said, everywhere. Yeah.
2: It's really, it's really interesting because you just don't. It's and I know Judith knows this because she's reaching so many people as, as well. You don't even know who's out there listening until you get feedback and emails, and you're like, okay, wow, this is where everybody is. And like you said, there. And when there
3: you get now. feedback, you have. When you get feedback, you have to realize that there are so many who didn't give
1: feedback. Mm-hmm that are all happening. It's, it's, exactly. You know, it's very, very exciting. Now, Judith, we want to talk to you today about the changing uh, the culture of death. And I know that uh, you've written these wonderful articles that people should go to the Huffington Post and uh, find Judith Johnson there because you've written some articles that are, are so thought-promoking and great about grief and loss. And talk a little bit about about what you think is changing. Um,
3: you know, I, I think that we have lived as though we've been under a blanket, a black blanket when it comes to death. We, Death has been um, completely couched in terms of polarized thinking, birth and life is great, death is bad, and we have been taught, we've learned how to avoid death, um, how how to run away from it, and as a consequence, we have not learned tools and had resources that have helped us deal with the whole sequence of events that have occur through dying, death, and bereavement. Um, for example, in uh, the average uh, time off that employees get in companies in the United States for, for grief is four days. And anyone who's been through grief knows that it doesn't happen in four days and that each of us has a, such a very, very unique journey. Um, but there are exciting things happening. I mean, we've got hospice and other palliative care groups coming in. Education is coming in to colleges, to, um, dot, you know, to medical schools, to teach about palliative care and the importance of um, acknowledging death as a normal course of events in our lives. And so I think that there's a huge um, reframing that's taking place right now. And we're all part of it, which I find very, very exciting. Yeah, And many of the people who are voices in this arena are people like the three of us who have all come to it because of a deep loss in our own lives of somebody who we loved. Um, I know in my case, it was my mother. And um, she made me promise on her deathbed, she would grab my wrist and say, promise me you will write about what we are learning. And so my writing on the Huffington Post and the book that I'm working on now, which is called Till Death Do Us Part, are all fulfillment
1: of promise I love I love it. someone so deeply uh, that's amazing isn't it Heidi I love that
2: I have chills I have chills hearing that your mother grabbed your wrist and said that and I love that oh and I also love the name of your new book
3: thank you thank you I hope it I, you know it's I'm, I'm in the writing stage so who knows what happens when the publishers get a hold of it but I hope it stays uh,
1: I wondered if you were involved with ADAC at all the association of death educators no no. You might you might want to look into that. It's kind of an amazing organization. Do you know about it?
3: No. Um, it's it's. Oh, pe- wait a minute. Yeah. Um, they are having their um annual event in Atlanta. Exactly. At the end of this month. It will yes, actually
1: I- it'll actually have happened because this is a pre-recorded uh, plane in July. But Heidi and I are uh, speaking down at ADAC. because how hi- are you?
3: My yeah. my business partner. Um, I I have a business called Tending to Your Ending. And, um, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, helping people to address, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual levels of dealing with the reality of death, you know, in our lives. And my business partner, Lori Schwartz, who's one of the early movers and shakers in the hospice movement will be down at the conference. So I will tell her to to give you guys a heads up.
1: Oh, yeah. Tell her to come. We're going to be presenting on Open to Hope, or actually we've already presented when this goes on. But, you know, I don't know if you know it, but Open to Hope is the largest grief and loss site on the Internet today.
3: Yes. Yeah. The work that you guys are doing is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So,
1: So we're very interested in connecting up with you because we this is all about community. Mm-hmm. And all about the whole world, um I think we're we're moving the world, we're going to make the world uh, uh you know as you say, not make the world, but the world will come to hopefully a better understanding of grief and loss with people like you, don't you think heidi
2: absolutely, and and I like the way that Judith looks at grief and loss because there's so many things that you that you talk about and that you say um you know, I'm just wondering if you can talk to us more about your belief system about changing the culture of death.
3: Hmm. Well, you know, so much of my belief system comes from the experiences I went through um, with my mother, and um, and the research that I've done since then. And um, I personally believe that we are spiritual beings. So to me, death—that what we normally call death—to me is the death of the human body. And I don't believe that the essential—I I think there's something that survives that. And I don't want to go off on a riff on that, but that's my own personal belief system, and it's comforting to me. Um, I believe very strongly that each one of us has a precious gift of life, and along with birth, we are given a ticket that has no date on it that says you're going to die someday, and I think that it's really essential that we acknowledge the reality of death, and that we make it a more normal thing in our culture. Because until we do that, we do not open up to the vulnerability that is necessary for us to really embrace the unknown in life. And, you know, life is filled with unknowns, nothing bigger than death.
1: You know, um, I know in one of your articles, you say something, and, and I think this is so true for all of our folks out there and for us, people who have suffered a loss um, you kind of lose fear, and uh, I love what you say. I mean, have courage and faith and step out and be fearless, authentic, and be yourself and be loving. And I think that um, these kind of openings mm-hmm. of having a loss give us that opportunity to be fearless and to be authentic. And for all that you folks out there who are newly bereaved, you're not there yet because you, you're you probably you know taking care of yourself. But as you move along, there's a real gift in all of this.
3: Um, you know, there was something I ran across in a textbook, um, a sanitology textbook um, called uh,
2: The Last Dance. Are you familiar with that?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. we have a YouTube done by her, right, Heidi, yeah. from The yep. Last Dance? Linda
2: Spaulder Strickland.
1: She, yep. that, that
2: book was one of my very first intro books in grad school to this, mm-hmm. this, this whole field. She's fabulous.
3: Yeah. And there's a wonderful story in there about one of the, um, and this is a a story of a contemporary hospital. And I think this is a real um, good way of acknowledging the state of affairs now. Um, And it'll be interesting to see where we are 10, 15 years from now. But right now, in one of the hospitals, this was recorded as one of the stories. And uh, essentially, one of the new healthcare workers came in and you know, was getting acclimated to this particular hospital environment and um, she was the first to find out that Mrs. Miller in room 212 had just died and she didn't know what to say because she knew nobody said that word, the D word around there. And so she walked in to tell her fellow workers and she said, guess who won't be shopping at Walmart anymore? That was all she could come (laughs) up with.
2: (laughs) 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 Now, you know...
3: To say that we can't even say Mrs. Miller just died. Let's right. take a moment and bring mm-hmm. our hearts together on her behalf. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if that was the response rather than guess who's not going to be shopping
1: at Walmart? Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Well, Heidi wanted. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. What you're. No, were I
3: was saying? just going to say. You know, that's where we're coming from, but where we're going to, which is. You know, so much embodied in the work that you all are doing in the Open to Hope Foundation. It's so exciting, and I'm very happy to be part of this. And um, you know, I realize for those who are new to grieving, um, it looks so dark and bleak, but there is so much richness in the grieving process. Um, It's a beautiful thing.
1: It it is, and that's so. So it sounds like
2: one of the things, Mom. I'm wondering about one of the things people can do to make a shift right now. For those out there that are really struggling at this moment, mm-hmm. is is to do a reframe and say, you know what? There's a although you're in a, you're suffering in a lot of pain, there's also a lot of richness.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the, you know, when I do grief counseling, for example, um, you know, it's there's two directions. One is bearing witness to the grief and the sadness and the loss and the emptiness and the loss of routine and the loss of drama. It's like. You know, especially if somebody has been sick for a while, um, all of a sudden when they're gone, all of that involvement ends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some kind of a death ritual, you know, a funeral or a memorial, and then you come home and the house is empty. You know, and, and people aren't given the tools to work with that. And smart people run out and get grief counseling because, you know, those of us who do this work, we know how to give you a helping hand through it and I think it's really important. Um, so to me, the one level of it is bearing witness to people's stories, having them take ownership of the truth of their own experience experience
1: of what it is that they've lost. Now, Now, Judith, let me say, yeah, let me interrupt you just for one second because, you know, um, run out and get grief counseling may have been kind of, um, you know, it's great for some people, but uh, the reality is most people that have lost do not do that. But many, many people are listening to us today. Exactly. They're going to open to hope. They're reading articles. They're listening to us. They're blogging with other people. They are um, going to our forums. They or picking up a book or giving it to a friend, an open to hope book, or when you come with yours out. Right. So there's so many right. resources and not everybody does the group and individual counseling. In fact, most people cannot afford it or don't do it or whatever around the world. And here we are. We're we're here for you. Right.
3: But that's what's so magnificent about what you're doing is you're filling that gap so that people can in the privacy of their own grief reach out and and,
1: and be facilitated through the process. And you can- and you and you're being on the really show wonderful. and talking about it. And, you know, one of the things Heidi and I want to say to everybody out there, too, is spread the word. Spread the word about Judith. Spread the word about what we're doing. And also, join our community. That's the beauty of the Internet. You can come in and write on our forums. You can go to Judith's site and, you know, write to her. And and you can be a part of it. You can tell your friends about it. Just listening is a part of it. You know, there's so many things.
3: And just passing the resource along to people who need it is a huge thing that you can do to help those in need. You know, even if you're at a loss for words of what to say when somebody's lost somebody, you can hand them a slip of paper and say, check out this website.
1: Right. And, and the thing is, what we found, which is kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a little hidden secret, a prize, and that is when you help others, you help yourself.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing I wanted to say about grief counseling, there's two directions of it. The one is really um, letting out the grief. Because if you don't let it out, it will manifest in some other way. Um, my, my precious brother um, imploded with his grief when our mother died. Um, and what I mean by that is he was not, you know, he had to run to the safety of life as usual. You know, he had to resume his normal life as quickly as he could. Five months later, he had triple bypass surgery. So, wow. you know, getting doing your grieving is essential to your health and well-being. It's really, really important. And I'm not saying everybody's going to have that problem if they don't do their grief. We all grieve differently. But consider it important to attend to. The other thing is, in the grieving process, is while there is emptiness, there's opportunity to restructure your life, and I have found it so exciting and inspirational to see what some of my clients have done with their with redirecting their lives. You know, for example, look at what the two of you have done out of your grief. Where, how would this have come about if you hadn't had your grief?
1: Absolutely. What is it you always say about it, Heidi? That about what we've done?
2: I, I just. I, I just say that um, a death will may define your life, but it will in no way destroy your life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I so appreciate life so much more now because, you know, I realize how fragile it can be. And I also feel like I'm living my life not only for myself, but also for my brother. And as a truth to him. Absolutely.
1: Uh, well, Judith, tell, tell us uh, how people can get in touch with you.
3: I'll give you my email address. That's probably the best way for anyone to reach me. And it's... Judith Johnson at H as in Harry, V as in Victor, C as in Charles, dot RR as in Roadrunner, dot com. That's the best way to reach
1: me. All right. And you've got a website.
3: I have a website, JudithJohnson.com. My partner and I have a Facebook page called Tending to Your Ending. Um, And that's probably the best way. And and read my articles on the Huffington Post and go to the archives. Um, each author on um, the Huffington Post has an archive, and you can access all previous articles from there. And
1: you can just Google Judith Johnson Huffington Post, and it'll take you right there, as it did me today. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. well, Judith, please stay on for a minute after so we can chat with you. But thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Judith. Thank you.
1: Well, Heidi, it was really uh, great to have Judith on the show. She's got so much information. We, I mean, sure, we could do show after show with her.
2: I love fast. the way that she yeah I love the way that <laughs> Judith, that you look at grief. and I love the way that you reframe it for people and mm-hmm. see some of the gifts and the positive things that come out of out of horrific experiences in our lives.
1: well, th- thanks thanks for being on the show and uh, tune in again next week.
0: You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by doctors Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.